wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Welcome into the Lockdown Rose Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's start the second full week of the Lockdown Rose Podcast with our last real off-season episode, where it's really not about the 2020 season. This episode, we're going to talk about who that is not already should have their number retired in Royals history and who should join the Royals Hall of Fame again, who aren't already in the Royals Hall of Fame. And then later on this week, we'll be diving fully into 2020 and never looking back. It's going to be a fun week on the Lockdown Royals podcast. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Before we get into all that, I want to let you know that if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure that you've heard all the great advertisers that we've worked with here on the Lockdown Podcast Network to reach Locked On fans just like yourself. But what you may not know is that the Lockdown Royals podcast is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Royals fans just like yourself. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your local company a unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just podcast listeners, but a Locked On podcast listener. Here's what we have to offer. An audience made up of predominantly males that are well-educated with a disposable income. If that sounds good to you, let's put your company right here, right where I'm talking at the very beginning of every show. Let's make it happen on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you love local fans and you want them to support local businesses, text ADVERTISING to 33777. Again, that's texting ADVERTISING to 33777. Or you can visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash ADVERTISING. Again, that's LockedOnPodcast.com slash ADVERTISING. Or text ADVERTISING to 33777. So let's start with the easiest question to answer. Who should get their number retired in Royals history that hasn't already? Of course, right now, it's only Hauser. George Brett and Frank White. These topics have been brought up on Twitter from my guy Austin Nick, who's done a fantastic job of engaging with this show on Twitter. I appreciate that so, so much. And again, on Twitter, you can find me at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. Also in the description of wherever you're listening to this. So, who should get their number retired? I think that this is the easiest one to tackle by far because there's less, deb- there's less debating really. I think Ned Yost will for sure have his number retired. No matter if you liked him or disliked him as the manager, many of Royals fans are split on him. A lot of Royals fans belove him. But the fact of the matter is, statistically, he's one of the best managers that the Royals have ever had. He brought them a World Series. Now, you might have not agreed with a lot of his decisions, and in fact, if if the Royals don't make that heroic comeback against the A's in the wild card game, and he brings in Ventura, and it all goes south, and it stays south, maybe we have a totally different opinion on his tenure in Kansas City. But the fact of the matter is, he did enough for this franchise to get his number retired, and I think that he will. I think that there's only two players that should have their number retired that has not. One for sure and one maybe. That's it. 
The for sure one is Alex Gordon. What he's meant to this franchise from the time that they were bad, and then seeing them get good again, seeing them win a World Series, and now sticking it out for whenever they're bad again. What he's done for this franchise, the first real prospect that you look forward to, the first real prospect to get a ton of hype in this new generation. He failed as a third baseman, and he easily could have been a failure of a ball player. He comes back as a left fielder, wins countless gold gloves, is almost at 10 in the outfield, is a solid piece of your organization for a decade plus. Alex Gordon is going to get that number retired, and he's probably going to have a statue in the outfield as well because of what he means to this organization. The maybe, I think, is Salvador Perez. I don't think Alex. I don't think that Eric Hosmer played long enough to be in this conversation. I don't think Mustakas played here long enough to be in this conversation. I don't think that they meant enough to Kansas City. They were a good story. They were fun while they're here. But when you think of the Royals, you think of Alex Gordon and you think of Salvador Perez. When people who weren't deep in the weeds of things, of, the, of those Royals teams, when they think of the Royals, they think again of Alex Gordon and Salvador Perez. Now, now, it depends on how Perez's career ends, of course. But right now, I think the only numbers who aren't already retired that should be retired is Alex Gordon and maybe Salvador Perez. Gordon for sure. Let's see how things fall with, with Salvador Perez. Now, again, neither one of these players are even the best player to play for the Royals. It's not necessarily all about talent level. If you want to do a cross-sport comparison, because I know a lot of the people around Kansas City are also Thunder fans, look at look what the Thunder did. They retired Nick Collison's number, who a lot of you also know as a Jayhawk. They retired his number not because he was an elite player, but because of what he meant to that franchise. Same thing applies here. Uh, both good players in their own right, but not the most talented, so to say. Still, though, I think that the three players who will get their jerseys retired, who, of course, do not already have their jerseys retired, is Ned Yost, Alex Gordon, and Salvador Perez. Ned Yost being a manager, of course. The trickier conversation to have here, we'll tackle right after the break. So I think the more difficult conversation to, to tackle in this question brought up by Austin Nick on Twitter is who should be in the Royals Hall of Fame. Now, if this question is, who should be mentioned in the Royals Hall of Fame? It takes on a life of its own. If it's who should be inducted into the Royals Hall of Fame, I think that that is pretty simple. Again, you are going to have Gordon, you're going to have Salvador Perez, you're going to have uh, Ned Yost. Then, then you start honoring guys like Eric Hosmer, guys like Mike Moustakis. I'd put those two in. I'd put that historic bullpen in the Royals Hall of Fame as well. Again, that would be Wade Davis, Greg Holland, and uh, Kelvin Herrera. Who else from that team would you put in? I, I wouldn't put in Eski. I know that a lot of people love Eski. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame level player, even for the Royals. We've already got Gordon. We've already got Mustakas. We've already got Salvi. We've already got Hosmer. Would you put in Locaine? I would. I would put in Locaine. Did James Shields do enough? That's a, that's a good question to have. I think that outside of the bullpen, the three the three headed monster from the bullpen, HDH, I think Holland's the only other pitcher that gets that gets even a sniff. Tragically, we don't get to see what Yodana Ventura would have been. I think that he had a chance. I don't believe that Duffy has a chance. I don't believe Luke Hochaver has a chance. Fine ball players, but fine doesn't get you to the Rose Hall of Fame. There are much better ball players still not in the Rose Hall of Fame than Danny Duffy and you know those kind of guys, Luke Hochaver. At the end of the day, if I had to pin down an answer for you, if I had to think 
of who I would put into the Rose Hall of Fame, I would put, again, Mike Moustakas, Eric Cosmer, Salvador Perez, Alex Gordon, and then the three the three-headed monster in the bullpen as well. After that, I think you're good. I think that that covers you for this era of baseball. And for a better franchise, for a franchise that has more success, that number's too high. But for the Royals, you also factor in, before that, you have no one that's going to go in. Possibly Grinky, but he's not even a guy, although he was a stud, although he brought a Cy Young to Kansas City, he's not even a guy who you put in your Hall of Fame because of the the... the tenure that he had in Kansas City because of what happened and how it ended and what it resulted in. It didn't result in anything of of substance, really, besides that Cy Young, which is already in the Hall of Fame as a tribute to him. So I think that that tribute, again, mentioning him in the Hall of Fame is enough, not inducting him in the Hall of Fame. That's where the differences are. So Grinke's mentioned in the Hall of Fame already. I don't think that he'll get inducted, uh, for instance. So before this era of Royals baseball, the guys I just rattled off, you're not going to induct anyone. And then how far do we have to... Uh, wait for the next group of guys to come up. Is Brady Singer going to play his way into the Royals Hall of Fame? Who knows? So I think that that, that number might be high for other franchises, but for the Royals, it's going to be just right. It'll honor the, the two two of the best teams in many of our lifetimes. The 2014-15 Royals are really the only winning that most of us know. It quickly went back to losing, but it's, 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 it's the only winning that fans under 30 who are going to be the ones influencing and thinking about and voting for uh, Royals Hall of Famers when when all their careers end. You know, because by that time, goodness gracious, we're all going to be old. Oh my goodness, that's a scary thought to have. But, again, Royals Hall of Fame, I wouldn't be upset if anyone gets into the Royals Hall of Fame. You know, I, I, it's not like the Baseball Hall of Fame. I said I don't think that Escobar should get in. If he does get in, I'm not going to riot. I'm not going to come on here and rip apart the organization. I just personally do not think that he did enough as a player to be in. He was a part of great teams. He had a magical leadoff spell, and that's a part of Royals history that you can relay to your children and and generations under you. And it should be mentioned in the Hall of Fame, but as a player, I don't think he should be inducted. And there's a big difference. If you go through the Royals Hall of Fame, there is a big difference in being mentioned throughout the the Hall of Fame and also being inducted. So that's where I fall in. I'll see Escobar. But again, it's the Royals Hall of Fame. It doesn't really matter, but it was a good question to bring up as we try to mosey on through the offseason, which actually has been a pretty eventful one. I mean, you had the Astros cheating scandal as we recap the offseason here on the Lockdown Rolls podcast. You had the Astros cheating scandal, which has still not ended. I mean, just last week we had a Wall Street Journal article, which we'll talk about tomorrow, that just blew the whole organization up and and is really bringing to light more questions than answers. And that's the most frustrating part for baseball fans is because, again, now as we get more information, we're also getting more questions and less less answers to those questions. So you had the Astros cheating scandal. You had the free agent market that didn't wait around, didn't didn't mingle around and, and mosey around. They got on top of the hot stove and they kept it hot from the end of the World Series until right now. I mean, uh, Grandal signed with the White Sox when? Like two days after the World Series? And then we're still having ripple effects to this very day as pitchers and catchers start reporting. And, you know, the free agent market booming, the trade market, of course, this last weekend, we had Mookie Betts traded. Then all of a sudden he wasn't traded because the trade fell through. Then all of a sudden the trade was back on. You had Jock Peterson traded, and I said on this very podcast last week that that trade was the most underrated move of the offseason. Guess what? Today, 
no longer a move. No, it no longer exists. It's off the table as well. So it's been a very crazy and eventful offseason, and we're back to baseball now. I believe that the Mets reported today, the Mets pitchers and catchers reported today uh, to the Grapefruit League. The Royals will report on Wednesday and tomorrow on the Lockdown Royals podcast. We will preview spring training. After we preview the ins and outs of spring training tomorrow, Wednesday through Friday, we will just focus on previewing the entire MLB season. We're going to try to do predictions for every division, including the playoffs at the end. What I think will happen in MLB this season before spring training, we'll revisit it after spring training if anything changes, and you know, players look bad, teams look bad, or more importantly than all of that, if somebody gets hurt. That's really what I take away from spring training is who's healthy and who's not. Uh, and then still to come next week, we're going to talk about how to watch spring training games. It's going to get going next week on Friday. The Royals and Rangers kick off the spring training slate for everybody. They're the first two major league teams to play, and they're going to play each other, of course, next Friday. So we'll talk about how to watch spring training games, what to watch for, what matters and what doesn't matter, and that general thing. And also next week, we're going to talk about how to watch baseball as a whole, how I view things in baseball. That way, we're all on the same page when things get started. That sounds kind of funny, you know, whenever you're just hearing it, but there's a lot of, of things in baseball. It's so complex. It's so diverse that I value some things that other people don't and other people value things I don't value. So just to be transparent and upfront, we'll discuss what stats I, I rely on, what strategies I prefer to other strategies. That way you all know that whenever I, we start rolling here and discussing baseball, why I think the way I think or, dis- or or say things and discuss things the way I do. I think it'll be a really fun episode to, to have and also get a ton of interaction from you guys on how you guys watch baseball, what you guys value in the sport. Are you, are you a guy that likes to bunt, a guy or girl who likes to watch the bunt? Or do you think that bunting should be outlawed? That's a big topic, things of that nature. So it's going to be fun here as we ramp up for spring training again. The Royals report on Wednesday. They play their first game next Friday. And then it's baseball season, folks. I cannot wait. The Chiefs gave us a long season that ended in a Super Bowl to really make this wait shorter than ever before. I cannot wait to get started again. This was the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Be good and be good to one another, and we'll preview spring training tomorrow. <laughs>